17,107 events at Gen Con, and I can't get into the ones I want. Gen Con has just outgrown Indy. It needs to move closer to where I live. Is my hotel connected to the ICC? I can't go out into the sun. This is Gen Con. Those cosplayers are ruining it. The unofficial Gen Con discussion Facebook page is more helpful than the official page. And the moderators rock. Hello and welcome back to the Grognards. This is Dean Geiken. I'm Eric Hawley. And I'm Greg Ziegler. And today, for the first time in the history, the very short history of the Grognards, we have a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Jimmy McGuire, the, uh, I guess this makes me an honorary grognard. Well, you're old enough to be one. <laughs> oh, let's, not, let's not give him away, but yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jimmy McGuire is, uh, uh, he's a friend of mine from our college days, back when uh, we were both DJs at the local community college radio station, and we both had a love of Dungeons & Dragons, and we are bringing him in today because our topic today is... A pre-Gen Con podcast. And Eric, I'm running this session. Hey, go for it. You're the Gen Con guy. I'm running this session. But um, Jimmy's had actually more experience at Gen Con than any of us. Or perhaps all of us combined. Yeah, uh, well, he's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dirt is still keep, older keep, than me. Keep in mind I'm only adding one year to that. That is so. true. He, uh, yeah, Greg is still kind of a... Uh, a Gen Con virgin. And I was an East Coast guy, so Gen Con was a thousand miles for me. I didn't get to Gen Con until I came to the Midwest, and even then, not until this recent trip. When I was in college, I never went even. That's true. So, Jimmy, how long have you been going to Gen Con? Well, I got to say, my first one was 1978. I did a little research last night. Wow. And uh, yeah, 1978. We're going on our 40th year uh, this year. Holy at cow. Indy. Have you been every year? I missed two. Uh, I got, I did, you know, was it a mistake? No, I got married in 1990. Uh, and I'm sure my wife. Honey, we're going to have to postpone the wedding. Gen Con's next week. Honeymoon, uh, Gen Con. And I, I think that during the college years, I got broke one time and I couldn't make the trip. But outside of that, uh, been, I'm the last survivor of our original group in 1978. You know, this is almost, we talk about this a couple times, and we're going to focus a lot in our future podcast. We're still planning the history of D&D, but we're sort of in the golden triangle of gaming. Yes, there and, is the golden triangle. That's a great description. Yeah, I mean, between, you know, the stuff that's happening in Twin Cities up in Minnesota and the Gen Con crowd and the Decatur crowd, you know, for the Judges Guild, this area right here, very rich gaming history. So it's not on I'm not surprised we found Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we are talking about our plans for Gen Con 51, which takes place August 2nd through the 5th in Indianapolis at the ICC, the Indianapolis Convention Center. And um, we've got our outline here in front of us, and so we're going to kind of go down the bullet points. I'm going to start with Greg right off the bat. Well, can oh, I just jump in? Because I have sure. a great lead-in for that. Okay, uh, go for you it. You had posted something on our Facebook page. Oh, yes. Thank and, you for reminding um, me. Yeah, it was this neat little article about how you can play games on Alexa. And this actually relates to Gen Con because I run workshops at Gen Con. Gen Con's a working convention for me nowadays, which we'll probably talk about in a little bit. But um, this year I'm doing some stuff with Chainmail, so I have to cut a lot of Chainmail links. So I was playing that Alexa Dungeon Adventure game that you had posted on uh, the Facebook. It's very reminiscent of Zork, so if there's anybody out there who play those old sort of text-based east, west, 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 north, east, east kind of games, attack monster with sword. Well, 
to that end, I recorded a little bit, a very small snippet of playing on Alexa. So let's give it a listen here, and we'll throw it in. It won't take much time, but you'll get an idea of it. Cool. You stand on a small beach made of gravel, where the river's mouth meets a dark sunless sea to the north. The river surges through a dark channel from the south, but the current is too strong to go back that way. There is a channel to the south, a passage to the north, and a ledge to the east. What do you want to do now? Go east. You entered a vast natural chamber with stone walls. Roots enter through a gap in the ceiling. There is a constant drip of water that falls from a large root at the heart of the tree. You see fresh water dripping from a root and scratches on the wall. There is a passage to the south and a ledge to the west. What do you want to do now? Let's go south. You have entered into a room with a large table, turned into a desk. This was a study. Some old scraps of food are on the table, but they have obviously been laying there for weeks. You see an old chest on the ground and writing on the wall. There is a door to the east, a passage to the north, and a door to the south. What do you want to do now? Go north. You are in a room with a root that drips water. You see fresh water dripping from a root and scratches on the wall. There is a passage to the south and a ledge to the west. What do you want to do now? Go south. There is a passage to the south and a ledge to the west. What do you want to do now? Go south. You have entered a study. You see an old chest on the ground and writing on the wall. There is a door to the east, a passage to the north, and a door to the south. What do you want to do now? Go through the door. There is more than one door. You need to be more specific. What do you want to do now? Go to the door in the south. There is a door to the east, a passage to the north, and a door to the south. What do you want to do now? Go south. You are in a large room that has been tunneled from the earth, with walls lined with rough flagstones. These are someone's living quarters, though no one appears to have been here in quite a while. You see a wood golem on the ground. He appears to be a person made of wood. He lies still and does not speak. You also see a diary page on a shelf. There is a door to the north, a passage to the south, and a bed on the east wall. What do you want to do now? Read diary. As you look at the page, a voice speaks. I have waited another day, then another for the champion. The one foretold that would venture beneath the forest roots. I have started to think it is no more than a legend. I can't wait any longer. I have marked each day in the cavern that I have waited in this place, but lost track of the years. I am going to brave the sunless sea and try to find a way to restore the one tree on my own. I will leave this page behind, and the chance that the champion may come and read these words. All right, well, you can see that, you know, if you don't have a map, you can get lost. Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing I did notice. You have to, but the map is uh, grid-based, so base, it doesn't do any funky stuff with passages. It's Each move moves you one square right. that direction. Right, and that square has cool. something in it, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's sort of fun. It's a little throwback. And my wife did buy me an Alexa, and I don't know if that was the real reason, but, um, well, I'm going to be playing D&D &D on Alexa, and the government will be listening in in the background. 
Yeah. Uh, that's, that's part of me. I was going to not get Alexa, but now, you know, we have to start thinking. The, the government's got me anyway. That's right. They've they been watching me know. since 1978, yeah. obviously. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so Greg, this is your second year of Gen Con. What are you yeah. doing? What, I mean, what are your plans? What, do you, what do you, What's your pre-planning for Gen Con? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? All right. Well, this year, um, last year I was there for just a day uh, on a pass very generously given to me by Eric, and I spent the entire day shopping uh, and just taking in the sights. A little overwhelmed. So this year, I'm all in. I'm going in all you, four days. You are going all four days. I'm going That's all great. four days. You know, I may leave early Sunday or whatever. You know, I only have uh, games scheduled for uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, one game a day at this point. Um, I didn't sign up. I didn't sign up early or plan it early. It was kind of last minute for me. So. Um, I uh, I didn't have as many choices as I might have had because you know all the good shit, uh, good stuff got taken <laughs> over. It's okay. We're I an adult know. program here. I know. Sorry. <laughs> we, we're, you know, it, uh-huh. just in relation to signing, not signing up for stuff because Greg's not the only one that does that. The best Gen Con tip anybody has ever given me is buy generic tickets. Oh, yes. And if there's a game or an event or activity you want to do, show up anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, because the way Gen Con ticketing works is if you say, I have 21 spots, um, Gen Con lets 21 people sign up for that event. If five people don't show up, that's just money out of your pocket. If you had expenses you know, as a game master that you paid for, you're not going to recoup those expenses. So if somebody shows up with... The generic ticket says, I want to play. You can fit them in. And a lot of event organizers, depending on the event, will actually plan to have extra stuff if it's like a, you know, an activity-based event or something like that. So uh, generic tickets, keep a handful. If you don't use them, turn them in. You can get credit for next year's Gen Con. And that yeah, is, of course. See, I didn't know about that. And that is very true. I have yeah. some generic tickets ready to go for a game that I know is sold out. But very often, okay. people don't show up to the game. Okay, I'm going to be looking into generic tickets here uh, in the next <laughs> couple of days. Tip number one. Tip folks. number one: generic tickets. Um, but uh, wanted to do some D and D at first, but you know, it's I mean, it's Gen Con. You should be doing D and D. But I've done a lot of D and D lately. We had a local game convention here. Just had a whole day of D and D Adventures League. So I want to try to play some fun old school stuff that I don't get to play anymore. Um, number one on my list, uh, something I didn't get to play at Gary Con, Star Frontiers. Mm-hmm. Got myself into a cool old Star Frontiers game. Um, got myself into a, a fun little Buffy game. Uh, used to you know, play that. I mentioned that before. But the thing I'm uh, really excited about is I'm going to be playing uh, Champions on Saturday. Um, and the game master of that game is a guy who I used to play with back in the 80s and early 90s. Dude I haven't seen for 25 or 30 years. Uh, found out him and another guy I know. Um, they both, uh, you know, they went off to school in Wisconsin, moved out east. They all have super cool high-speed jobs now. And uh, But they've been coming to Gen Con every year since, I guess, the late 90s with a little group they formed. And they all run, uh, you know, consistent um Champion sessions because they are all hardcore champions players. Wow! Um, and uh, so I'm actually almost more excited to see these two guys that I haven't seen, you know, since '91, '92, uh, as I am to actually play the game. And uh, well, it'll I be know fun to play with them again. And I know you're going to have a great time at the expo hall because 
you know, that's kind of your thing. Yeah, yeah. Thursday, um, I think my game I have scheduled Thursday is later in the day because, uh, yeah, right off the get-go, I got a hit. Uh, I even have a map printed out. Uh, that I got from uh, Facebook group Dice Maniacs Club with all of the dice booths picked out in color and named on the floor. Eric. Now, now, don't they call that the running of the geeks when they open the exhibit hall and I'll, all those people I, I, go? I'll talk about that in a little bit because yeah. I've seen it from the inside. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. I, I, three years ago, I stood on the second floor and watched the herd just move forward and put that on Facebook for my friends who have no idea what Gen Con is, and they asked if it was dangerous. <laughs> it can be if you don't go with the flow. You better yeah, be moving. Usually well-behaved yeah. geeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about hanging back because I don't want to get trampled because I'm not after anything that's going to sell no. out in five minutes. Uh, and here's second tip. Here's second tip. Be part of that. If you've never been to Gen Con or you've not had an experience to do that, be part of that flow of humanity into the expo hall. It is fun. It's exciting. It's just you got to do it at okay. least once. In uh, the spirit of true confession, I have to say the first Gen Con I went to, I didn't go to any events. I just went and like did Gen Con. That's I what I to did the too. Exhibit hall. That's what I did. I too. walked around. I mean, I spent the whole weekend. It was so so much stuff. Um, but I had a great time. Yeah, yeah that's know? that's kind of why I scheduled myself game light. I thought, you know, I'm at a game convention. I should play something, but one game a day. Yeah. You know, yeah. and stuff I can't normally play. I mean, you know, originally I was like, Adventures League, yeah. But I'm like, I play that all the time. I when use I, Gen I can't Con. play Star Frontiers. I use Gen Con <laughs> to play those games that I've not played before. Yeah. All right. So, Eric, you had said earlier that Gen Con is a work vacation for you. So yeah, tell us so, about that. I don't think uh, vacation's the right word. No. So this is sort of this weird history. It doesn't have much to do with being a grognar, but sort of does. So Dean and I, we know each other from the SCA, Medieval right. Reenactment, because these grognards sort of have overlapping Our Venn interests. diagrams do a lot of overlapping. Yeah, overlapping. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, excellent phrase. So um, my daughter got into cosplay when she was younger. Um, and I helped her make a lot of her costumes in middle school. Um, we went to Gen Con as a group with uh, a friend's children, uh, also about the same age, entered the costume contest. They took second place. They were very excited. Um, she's continued that interest. As a matter of fact, she's going to start college this year as a theater major. Nice. Um, but I realized in doing that that I had acquired a lot of really specialized skills in working with these strange materials like thermal plastic and EVA foam. And... While doing it, I realized there wasn't a lot of good resources out there for people to learn that. So I decided I was going to offer uh, workshops for people, hands-on workshops, learn how to do uh, work with these materials and other strange materials you really don't run into all that much. Um, that has ballooned uh, to the point where I now spend my entire Gen Con teaching these workshops. Uh, I run 10 workshops at Gen Con, uh, and I have also have a two people who are working with me um, because it sort of has taken on life its own. A woman who's going to do a horror makeup workshop and another guy who's doing a bunch of sessions on 3D printing for tabletop games. Just because I've sort of figured out how to register events, I act as a liaison between Gen Con and them. So it works out for everybody. But like I said, it's turned Gen Con into a working vacation. So let me ask, do you actually get to have fun? I mean, I know it's fun for you to do this. But do you get to enjoy the con for what it is? You know, it's a mixed bag. I try to leave one uh, Saturday afternoon free. 
that's mostly because the costume parade, which is probably on our uh, outline somewhere, yes. happens on Saturday. It's a great thing to watch if you haven't seen it before. But because the stuff I do is costume-based, a lot of people don't sign up for costume events on Saturday because they're all at costume parade. Right. That lets me go um, and play some games. Uh, you know, I can usually jump into an Adventures League game because there's so many tables of those running. Just show up with some generic tickets. Say, I'll, you know, I have characters of whatever level I need, so I can jump in that. Um, and then, you know, I'm not in the evenings. I can usually uh, get a little bit of free time, spend time with the family. It's also turned into sort of like a family vacation because, of course, my entire family, with the exception of my wife, games. Hmm. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, we'll have to work on her. Yeah, you had a nice, uh, you had a nice little group in there. I uh, when I ducked in on you uh, last Saturday, yeah, the tables were full. Everybody was working on their own projects, and and uh, you know it wasn't just people you know screwing around. The, the, some of those people were really serious about getting their pieces done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there, and I have a Facebook page. It's actually, I, you know, going with the Grognard theme. I register under Grognard Studios. Um, and you know, people, there's a Facebook page for that. You can see the kind of projects we do, but. I've got great feedback. I mean, I almost want to stop doing it because I'd rather do stuff at Gen Con. But, um, you know, that's another group that's just so welcoming, so excited to be doing what they're doing that I hate to sort of just ditch it. My hope right. is that my daughter will take these over. And then you can have <laughs> and the And I can go back to playing games at Gen Con. Yeah. All right. Well, Jimmy, you've been going since you said 1978. 1978. And I'm sure that you've had, and we will get into some of what your experience is in terms of, you know, how different it is from now or from then to now. But you're going for year 51. What are you doing? Well, yeah, it's, uh, we are, I've evolved over time and I, I've now gotten away from the role-playing games because I found that our original group that we used to go with uh, made the role-playing games fun. Uh, I don't – call me weird, but I don't have as much fun playing with game people that I just sat down at the table with. Uh, there's not that chemistry there. You, you know, you don't have That's a the, legit – that's, no, no, that's totally fair. Yeah. yeah, the inside jokes and whatnot. So I've moved more towards board gaming. I, I've really got a passion for racing. Um, and that's kind of followed me through my gaming uh, life as well. So last night, in fact, I, I sat down. I hadn't really signed up for anything. Um, you really ha you have not signed up for anything yet in advance? Uh, to last night. Oh, you are making me feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and fortunately, I was able to find uh, two uh, Formula Day games, which yeah. – uh, there's a there's a group of hardcore Formula Day guys that get out there about every year. Yeah. There's a tournament on Sunday, and I generally uh, can make that uh, that tournament. Uh, and you know, so I signed up for two Formula Day, one Friday, one Saturday. Outside of that, uh, I kind of treat uh, Gen Con as its own little world and explore. You know, there's so many alcoves. I call them alcoves and in dungeon passageways. So go down and, and see what treasure I can find in this room. Whether it's a it's a miniatures battle what's going on and just admiring the miniatures, uh, hitting on a game uh, board game that's brand new. Uh, Truckers in Space, I think, was one last year that really cool. caught my eye. Uh, you know, there, there's so much to just walk around and meander and and get a flavor of Gen Con that I typically go pretty light on signing up for events uh, and see friends. I'll see Dean once or twice running around there like an idiot. Uh, and that's a good description. Yeah. <laughs> His poor wife trying to keep up with him. And she's in a scooter. Uh, yeah. 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 So, and, yeah. and it's a throng of people. 
Um, so there's an awful lot of people watching to do as well. Yeah, uh, that is true. And, you know, that's yep. something else that's changed over time as well. Yeah, it's got to be uh, maybe a little extra exciting for you because you remember when you're talking about exploring alcoves, when you first went, it was probably all in one building. <laughs> yes. You know, maybe even in like, what, just a few rooms? Well. Maybe? Well, or maybe not quite that much, but uh, yeah, small. I, but It uh, was small. Uh, and we'll get into that. Was, I, it, was I, it still in Geneva in 78? No, it was the first year they went to Parkside, University okay. of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Parkside. Right. Okay. No, this is still right outside of Lake Geneva. Okay. okay. Uh, Wisconsin, and it was just a small college. Um, the exhibit hall, uh, if we want to get into that now, was... Yeah, uh, compared to the exhibit hall now, which is acres of... Well, and, and over into Lucas Oil, and I mean, and really, yeah, Oil. I mean, if you're putting into football stadium, for God's sakes. Um, well, and, and if I could throw in my second tip... I think the I, see, exhibit, I think we're on tip number three. Maybe it's tip number three. So the <laughs> exhibit counting. hall, I think, you know, they got the high-priced booths, the big ones in the center. Yeah. I've discovered the ones, if when you first walk in, all the way on the edge, the far yes. edge, the high numbers. I think those are the cheap seats. They have some of the best stuff. You are, I was, that's one of my bullet points. <clears throat> over, is, on the, over on the right? Yeah. Entrepreneur Alley. Yeah. And over on the far right side of the exhibit hall, which is the 2,000, 3,000 area, that is some of the best stuff you can find, and it is the least crowded. Yeah, it's the least visited. And Eric, you are spot on. You're stealing yeah. some thunder from. Uh, I'm late. sorry. No, 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 that's okay. Yeah, last year, I got. I was looking for some Dino minis because I knew the Cholt adventure was, you know, going yeah. on uh, for Adventures League. And then I also got a soft case that holds about twenty individual, you know, regular yeah. size minis that I can stick in my bag for travel, which is, you know, I've never seen. I'm sure there's probably out there, but it was just the perfect size. Some guy yeah. just, you know, set up a little business, wanted to make it, and there it was. And there is some of the best stuff on those outside edges of the exhibit hall. Well, yeah. you discovered game toppers uh, tabletop last Exactly. Year. I found yeah. a game gaming table that works perfect for me, and it was on the edge yeah. where people are just passing by to go from one room to another. That's, and I'm like, wow! Yeah. And those people, they, they're not since they're not getting as much traffic, the vendors are a, t- a lot nicer and a lot more, you know, well, for God's sakes, please come to my booth. Yeah. And, and you can get some good deals. Best dice deal I got the whole convention was Roll for Initiative. Their first year there, they were super nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where Super Fight was. It was, yes. it was a bigger oh, yeah. stand, yes. but it was yeah. off on that side. Yeah, so exactly. So go there first. That's my advice. There, there's, a, there's another tip. That's what it's all about. Um, so, Jimmy, you, you were saying that uh, you – and we're going to talk about this because we have a, a little special segment towards the end um, that I used. I was inspired from your experience of going to Gen Con, and I'm calling it our box text. And we'll have that at the end of the – into the podcast so yeah, to, get, to get people ready to leave on their Gen Con adventure that's right yeah. so now as you know I am what you would call an uber fan of Gen Con I'm uh, I love every aspect about it I'm the moderator for the fans of Gen Con unofficial Facebook page and man is that thing lighting up right now I mean every day I've got to go through all kinds of different pending posts and people who want to join and stuff like that so I get a little bit of kind of an inside look at some of the stuff that's going on because as the moderators we kind of get some of that stuff but it's easier for me to say what I'm not going to do at Gen Con as opposed to what I am going to do at Gen Con. And I have my schedule all booked out. It's on a spreadsheet and all kinds of stuff. And I'm kind of the opposite of Greg. I'm doing a lot of gaming. But my secret, or at least I, my preferred method is I do all my gaming on Saturday. I just slam it all on maybe Friday and Saturday because I use Thursday 
to do the exhibit hall because it's just less crowded at that point. I mean, it's still crowded. You still got thousands and thousands of people there. But I book all of my games on Friday and Saturday for the most part. Yeah, that exhibit hall is going to be packed on Saturday. That's when I was there, and it yeah. was it was pretty crowded. So, so yeah, get, most of my games are and Saturday. the stuff that the vendors have that's going to sell out isn't is not going to be sold out Thursday morning. That's true. But I love. Here's another tip: if you are looking for something to do, again, uh, it may take generic tickets or it may not. The really cool stuff is uh, in the evening in some of the stuff when the exhibit hall is shut down. Uh, you know, there's always the games going on, but you've got the stuff that, uh, uh, like the film festival and things like that. I, and My guilty pleasure, I love that werewolf game. And oh. there's always like 28 <laughs> tables going at Jenga. You can yes. jump in. Are you a werewolf? It's an yeah. interesting game mechanic. Miss that. Jimmy, you oh, need, oh okay. my gosh. You, so you, you can't miss it because you, it takes up an entire hallway. Yeah, you, you, well, you can yeah, Eric, buy, Eric taught our scouts to do it, yeah, too. You can, it's, a, it's an interesting game. I, I like mechanics. I'm a mechanics guy. So the, the basic format is you have a circle of people. Um, one, two people, everybody closes their eyes. There's one person who's a game master, designates two people as werewolves. Every night, the werewolf has to kill um, a, villager. a villager. Everybody closes their eyes. One villager's dead. They're just out of the game. And then every day cycle... Uh, the villagers have to kill somebody. They have to vote to kill somebody. They're trying to catch the werewolves. So it's all about reading body language. As, and, a, yeah. as a former serious poker player, I love that aspect of the game. Yes. And also about your ability to talk your way into or out of a situation. If yes. you're the werewolf, you're trying to misdirect people. There's no dice. There's no anything. It's all interaction. And um, the games go relatively quick. Although the worst part can be the beginning of the game. Yeah, because, because nobody wants to kill off a player who just yeah. came into the game or point at point fingers and accuse people but uh and that runs all night that, that, game. that game runs like i mean till the wee hours of the morning so if you're not doing anything else you can go by i think it's two bucks for a half an hour or something yeah. they give you a little badge are um, you a werewolf are you a little, you a little disclosure is this is my first year of having downtown hotel so i'll be able to come and go oh you're one of those people I, <laughs> hey hey yeah. let's not you know, get into class warfare was, here there was a last minute opening at the homewood suites and i just happened to be sweeping through and Bam! There tip, it is. tip number four or five, whatever <laughs> it is, if you don't get a downtown hotel, check twice a day on that housing portal yep. because my first year before I was a vig, very important game. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I really need to be downtown because of all the crap I take to Gen Con with me. I have a pickup truck filled with tools and materials, and there's no way I could haul that into right. town every day. So I really need to be downtown, which is why I got the vig badge. But um, before that, I wanted to be downtown because I wanted to be wanted to be convenient. I would get into work, pull up that housing portal, check it. Halfway through the day, pull up the housing portal, check it. Go home in the evening, pull up the housing portal, check it. Sure enough, at some point, somebody cancels a downtown room. You snag it. And that it. is still happening. You can still find that happening. People are posting on the Facebook page like, oh, I just checked the housing portal and I got a, a room at the at the, the uh, Hilton or the Hampton or JW or whatever. They're out there, but be Although, ready. But even without that, pay a little bit of money. We'll get your friends, and yeah. that's yeah. what I did. We're sharing. We're crowded. Even if you're out by the airport with Uber and Lyft nowadays, yeah. it's not as big a deal as it used to be. Right. The issue is, though, is that uh, once you, you leave the con, you hate to go back in three hours later. Yeah, yeah. It is uh, nice so, to be able to walk to your room, drop right. stuff off, take a you know thirty minute break, and then go back. What about you, Greg? Are you downtown? No, I am not downtown. I'm uh, I'm out by the airport. <laughs> well, you know, I have a friend of mine who 
always stayed downtown. He was one of those, I cannot be seen in the sun, I shall burn to a crisp type of happy guy. Um, and he really did enjoy being able to go back to the hotel, drop off stuff, especially if it had a nice bar. He could go and have a drink or something like that. And he also let us use it as a drop-off point for ourselves. But he's at the airport this year, and he's not too concerned because as eric says lyft and uber they're doing specials for gen con and stuff like that yeah that's kind of what i'm wondering about it's the drive and the parking that that concerns me and here's and tip number six or seven gate 10 parking <laughs> get that ticket for gate 10 parking yeah it'll cost you 65 or 70 bucks but it is 24 hour parking you go in and if you want to walk to Lucas Oil, it's right there. Or if you want to get on a shuttle, they'll take you right to the smack dab uh, main entrance and of I've, the convention I've center. I've used the parking garages downtown, and you're paying $20, $30 a day anyway. If you're going to Gen Con for two or three days, it's already more expensive than Gate 10. Yes. And I Gate know, 10 is great. The drivers are fantastic. They will help you. They will talk to you. Uh, my wife uses a scooter because she's got somewhat limited mobility. These guys get out and bodily pick up the scooter and throw it in the in the the shuttle and drop us off at a convenient spot it's great gate 10 that's probably my biggest tip for anybody who yeah, is worried I, I about still parking. park in the garage because I, like i said i have a pickup filled with right. stuff you had and, to have and that. the hotel i say at jw marriott and they charge you god i don't know twenty dollars a day even mm-hmm. even with the room that's right. so yeah so there you go greg if you hmm. need parking gate 10 cool you can get it on the event uh well, i think it's sold out now by the way i, I checked that uh, Gate ten? I believe so. I can't believe that they could sell that out. I'm believe. not surprised. It but they might it out. Mm. You know. So But I've got valet parking this year, so I'm not too worried about it. All right, there you I go. Know, if I was Greg, I'd be going with Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just yeah. call the Uber. Yeah, just call the Uber. I've never done an Uber. Uber is great. They have get a, the account. Uh, I see the Uber or Lyft, you get a credit the first first I think it, yeah. first time. Yeah. I think when you if sign, you sign up. up and if you get somebody else to sign up, like you could just have your wife sign up, you will get like a twenty dollar uh, gift certificate, so to speak, to use. There's a gamers working the system already. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Min max. Yeah, <laughs> min maxing all over the place. Okay, so real quick, let's go into. Um, we did talk a little bit about prep work a little bit, but you know, Eric, you have to pay packing like crazy, and I know that you're bringing all of your cosplay I, making supplies. I wish stuff. I was packing already. <laughs> I'm still preparing materials. I, I've ordered a couple things that I realize I. Worried I'm going to run. There's this barge rubber cement that you can only get on Amazon, $35 a can. You know, yeah. I mean, it's so I've got a couple more of those. Um, I also run my workshops very professional. So I, when people walk in, they get a printed outline. For the ones I've offered in the past, that's not a big deal, but I'm offering these new ones this year. So I need to make sure to get those outlines. So what together. you're saying is, while it may look professional when you get there, you ain't done nothing for it right yet. Yeah. I mean, every, pretty much when I'm not working or recording a Grognard podcast, I'm prepping for Gen Con yeah. between now and the day I leave. And I think Greg and I are very similar in our fact that we map out where we're going to go. We've got our, I've got a time schedule. Um, I'm also preparing to interview game producers and stuff like that for first looks at new games. Um, so that's what I'm doing. I'm planning on uh, helping out at the Stink with the fans of Gen Con Facebook page so I can meet and greet and, and yeah, do stuff cool. like that. So my prep work is so that I can be where I need to be at the time I need to be there so that there is no... And I, I run a very tight schedule. Um, food... What's that? Exactly. Food for me at Gen Con is an afterthought. Yeah, I'm planning on losing a little weight at this <laughs> event. 
You, know, you still can't pass up Scotty's, though. No, no. And we'll, we'll get to Scotty's and the Ram and places like that. But for me, food is what I carry in my pocket or in my backpack. Yeah, food, there's lines no matter where you get it. Yeah. Last year, I grabbed some of the stuff in the convention hall that's run by the convention hall people. Yeah. It was okay. It filled my stomach. I do enjoy the food trucks. But you're going to wait in line for a little bit, so oh, that yeah. can be tough. Well, let's let's. I, did, I did not eat last year. The entire day, I got there at ten in the morning, left about six, and I stopped at a water fountain. Yeah, uh, yeah, that whole time. So, Jimmy, what do you do as a as a Gen Con grognar? Do you have a prep show, so to speak? You know, I, I the last fifteen years have been so loose. Uh, I'll pick up one or two events. Um, I will, you know, recently I've found the Maybe calendar. Maybe he has more phone my, than the rest of us. <laughs> I find my magic talk box here. I'm, I've figured out how to use the calendar, so I label my stuff. It reminds me when I need to get going over to the event. Uh, I try to find a couple things at the event or at Gen Con when I'm there to sign up. But really, the meandering takes me three now, days. Now, here's a question for you. Do you have people that you only see at Gen Con? Yes. Like, it's almost like a little... Because I've been thinking yes. about, on Facebook, I've connected with my old high school gaming group, and I've thought about suggesting, why don't we all get together at Gen Con? Because they're East Coast guys still. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, that would so be sort of cool. My you guys know? too? Yeah, and I would run... I'll run an adventure just like when we, you know, were young and dumb. Well, <laughs> now we're uh, old and dumb. Yeah, along that same line, there are people that I see and I've gamed with that I only see at Gen Con. Um, I've been going now for 13 or 14 years, and the faces are starting to become familiar um, in some of the, you know, we kind of play some of the same games, or I'll meet them in the hallway, and after a while, you just say, hey, how you doing? You don't know their name, you know their face, but that's kind of cool about Gen Con. Yeah. I Dean's also a schmoozer, so he knows I everybody. Am. That I is am. true. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about our trips, or not our trips, our tips and tricks and secrets and stuff like that. We talked about food. Okay, you got to eat. I think food is an unnecessary evil, even in my regular life. If I didn't have to eat, I wouldn't, but I have to, to survive. You eat to live, yeah. unlike I most eat. people who live to eat. I think yeah. eating is a colossal waste of time, even in my real life. I mean, I eat really fast, and then I'm off to something else. Which leads to the next Gen Con tip, bathrooms. Yes. The upstairs hallway. Upstairs. Upstairs hallways in the concourses, they are the secret doors to relaxation. And and (laughs) no magic stinking clouds. Yes. If you don't eat or drink, you don't have to go to the bathroom. Well, that's a good tip, too. (laughs) The supermodel effect. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay, so there's a lot of places. next top gamer. There's a lot of places to eat. The food trucks are fantastic, and I like going to the food trucks, but that is, as I said before, a colossal, I think, waste of time. You are going to be waiting in line for your sandwich for about an hour. Yeah, you could probably, depending when you go. It depends on when you go. Okay, yes, it it does depend on when you go. Um, But you're also standing outside, and sometimes the Indianapolis weather is either pouring on you or the sun's beating down on you. So, yeah. I went and did, did, I'm sorry, go ahead. uh, I was going to say, two blocks down is Hooters. They sell beer. (laughs) And they have tables, air conditioning. It's a great place to uh, sit down, take a load off, and kind of revamp yourself. Uh, We usually hit Hooters at least once, Mm -hmm. if not twice, just because of that that break away from the action uh, and get a cold beer down your gullet. 
uh, or ale, as we should be calling yes, it. Yes, an ale or a mead or something uh, along those so, lines. So, you know, it, it does. It takes a little bit of the edge off. Yeah. Yeah. We I, I ate afterwards, you know, spent my whole day in there. And before we left, yeah, my wife came down to pick me up. That was also nice that I didn't have to find a place to park. I got dropped off. Uh, yeah, I'm special. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we just she she got a spot to park and we went and we did the food trucks and now you know, six o'clock at night when people are looking for real dinner, the food trucks really, the lines were a lot shorter. I was going to mention that if you go on off hours for the two food trucks, you're going to get some good stuff. Now, my secret for finding food, I'm a cheapskate when it comes to food. I like good food and I'll pay money for good food. But at Gen Con, I want it fast and I want it cheap. And for me, I go to the food kiosks in the convention center and I order the chicken fingers with fries, yeah. and you can get a crap ton of food for under six That's bucks. That's what I did last year. I would just because I was so busy, and it's decent. It fills you up. Exactly. It's not incredibly overpriced, which surprised me. Yes. The thing of it, it is almost impossible to screw up chicken fingers. So that's like a... That's, Bingo. Yeah, yeah. You're guaranteed at least so a, folks, something decent. If you like chicken fingers and french fries, they will fill you up. You got your protein, you got your carbs, wow. and you're only spending like six, seven bucks. Given that chickens don't actually have fingers, your expectations already start pretty low. <laughs> yeah. So These are magically created, you know, these are magically created chicken fingers, and they're very tasty. Um we talked about Scotty's before. These are places, there are a number of places in Gen Con that cater to the gamers. Indianapolis is great in the fact that it opens its arms wide open to the gamers. And I do believe that Indianapolis loves Gen Con more than any other convention that comes well, to There's about 50 million reasons why. Yeah, yeah 70 million. Is it 70 now? 70 million. A lot of money into Indy. 70 million dollars is generated. Wow. At Gen Con for the city of Indianapolis. That's a lot of nerd bucks. Yes, it is. You know what? I I know we've talked about this, how much we spend at Gen Con, but I'm walking into Gen Con with 2500 bucks, and that's probably what I'm going to spend. Yeah. I mean, I go with the family, so right. it's not just me going, exactly. going mad, but, you know, we're going to drop 1200 on a hotel, and then, you know, between the food and the purchases... You know? Yep, you're right. And that's a, there's a lot of sales tax and all that kind of stuff. Now, Scotty's, you know, they redo their interior decorating. They have a special menu. They used to have uh, placemats that had an actual, you know, adventure you could play right Very there while cool. you're eating. Um, Indy Dave is the kind of the, uh, I don't know if he's the owner, but he's the manager of it. And he's a big role player. And he's going to be hosting actual Pathfinder games there at Scotty's. Oh, wow, sweet. Yeah, I knew that uh, Scotty's, we got one in town here recently, I found yeah. that they're uh, indie-based. Yes, but they are, you know, they should do something like that for Winter War. Another tip <laughs> that I read about just recently, uh, JW Marriott has open gaming tables in the first floor. It's first or second. It's, you yeah. know, the main floor. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to expand that this year. They're going to have even more. So if you're looking for an open gaming table, um, go to JW, probably be able that's to right. find one. I think that's also considered maybe the official open game. I think it is. I, I also Gen noticed uh, they had some on the way to Lucas Oil in that big, long, wide hallway. I don't yes. know if they're going to have those again yeah. this year yeah. or not. But, um, you know, if you have friends, you want to meet up and play a game at Gen Con, mm-hmm. um, you can find a table. Other restaurants that kind of do this is the Ram and Granite City. I can highly recommend Granite City. I go there every year because they do their thing. But something for... Greg at Scotty's, if you go and you get their meal off of their special menu, each day they have a different dice. Yeah, I heard about the dice. <laughs> we're just enabling his addiction. Oh, we know where we're going to be able to find Greg. Yeah, I kind of wanted to go last year, but we ended up going to an Italian place instead. And so. if you go every day, you get a special, I, exclusive I actually dice. have some uh, 
hot off the press dice information from for Greg, but it's sort of insider, and I don't want to tell him until Gen Con. But it's you know it's sort of exciting, so I'm I'm going to let him know, and then we'll probably have something to talk about in the post Gen Con podcast yeah. about Greg's dice addiction again. Yeah, yeah, I know the fans of Gen Con group was dropping some uh, yep. custom dice here. The we other did day. a GoFundMe. Uh, Alec, who is the moderator, did a GoFundMe, and people donated. I donated. He wasn't asking for a lot; just something to kind of you know, cut some of the cost out of his own pocket. And they raised enough to make badges and a special die for the fans of Gen Con. You said badges, that means ribbons? Ribbons, yes. Right. Ribbon. Not badges and like, you know, badges that get right. you into the con, but ribbons that go underneath it. And everybody likes to collect those. So, um, And that'll be at the booth? That'll be at the Stink. And that will also be at the, uh, I think, uh, Oh Christmas Geek <laughs> is also at the booth. Um uh, and somewhere else, I can't remember, and I'll have to put that in our liner notes at some point. But it will be at this thing. Okay, so um, you were talking about your magic Farspeak box that you finally figured out how to use. <laughs> um, I embrace that magical technology uh, wholeheartedly, and there is a great little tip um, that I would recommend. It's the non or it's the unofficial Gen Con mobile app, and that's where I found Form of the Day. Events. You can download it. It's free, and it is really user friendly. It so even lists it lists the food trucks. It lists all the events. It lists a map. It's got all kinds of stuff it's in it. It's embarrassing why Gen Con itself doesn't have this app. And it, it, that I, was my next question. I just I had assumed they were going to have an app because this guy does it so well. I don't know if there's a need for them to do it. They, they, <laughs> they should know, pay him. <laughs> in working with the Gen Con staff, who tend to be really good. Oh, um, they are. I've yeah. realized there's not as many of them as you would expect. There's not. It's, That's it's a, a lot very of volunteers. I work with a woman named Marion who does all the event coordination. Marion McBride? Yes. Yeah. And she's, she's just, fantastic. you know, she's shooting email. I'll shoot her an email. She'll shoot one back to me. And I think it's all her. Yeah. And <laughs> for, for Gen yeah, Con. She is the department. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. And then there's Derek. He's yeah. the one guy who goes through all of the events to yeah. schedule them and and find a location for them. That's one guy. Yeah, so it's not as yeah. expansive a group as I would have thought. Um, that's probably why they don't have it's, a mobile app. It's not app. Google, then, I tell yeah, you. Yeah, they're not, they're not Microsoft. Right, but it is the unofficial Gen Con mobile app. I would highly download recommend. Download it. Yes, download it. It's free. It's fantastic. He usually updates it about a month before Gen Con with you know, suggestions from users and stuff like that. Um, one of the other things that... Uh, uh, is kind of cool, and we can go on all things that, you know, do you have any trips or uh, tips that you guys want to add before we move on to some of the cool stuff that can be, that what? maybe people might not know about at Gen Con? I just, I just got to reinforce to make sure to walk the outer halls, I say outer, but away from the vendors. Uh, there's a second floor up there that, that gets overlooked, I think, and the halls that, that split off, and there's rooms in every hall, to walk in these rooms and see the new games that are coming up, the miniatures that are coming out now, uh, that are pre-painted even, uh, are just outstanding. The, the uh, Star Wars game that's coming out mm -hmm. from Fantasy Flight for their second edition, it's amazing stuff. Uh, and to see them in an actual play, it's it's an exciting part of Gen Con for me. That That's how I discovered, well, it wasn't off the beaten path, but it was on the way to the hotel, the Codenames game. Yeah. Yes. I had yes. heard about yes. it. Check games. It wasn't really, I wasn't after it, but I'm walking by one of these rooms, 
and they have the big banner out front. And I'm like, oh, that's Codenames. They had it on sale, you know, like a special offer, buy two things. And I picked it up. It's a great game. Great I've got game. two copies of that game, uh, yeah. uh, After Dark and then the regular so one. So I agree. Yeah. Take some time. Just walk around because, like I said, they usually have banners outside. And, and you discover all kinds of new stuff you didn't even know existed. Uh, Jimmy, you brought up that point of uh, the miniatures. There is a point uh, at the top of the escalators on the east side of the convention center on the second floor there is the miniatures painting display and these are the miniatures that have been painted for contest do you know about this greg i do not know about that but i'm definitely checking that out you need to check that out it has diminished over time unfortunately and and why i don't i don't know because well the level of competition is like way up there but this is some of the best stuff is one of my favorite things to do at gen con is to go see the painted miniatures for the contest. It is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely putting that on my schedule. Yeah, and it, it has always been the second floor on the east side of the convention okay, center. Cool. Now, here's a question. I, I don't know about you guys, but specifically for Jimmy, um, have you ever attended the auction? Oh, yeah. I got, I, uh... <laughs> I've never gone to the auction, and I'm almost afraid to at this point because I, I have... actually have disposable income at this point in my life. <laughs> Not really, but I could... Yeah. I could Eric, I have myself. only to pick up my money that I was, you know, from items that I sold, but I sat in as they were doing it, and I was seeing things, and I'm like, oh, my God, I need to get out of here quickly. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of my best friends always takes a bunch of his collection there to sell, and then he buys probably twice as much as what he sells. Uh, he's just a game collector, and yeah. he'll sit in the auction almost the entire convention because that's what he's into. Yeah. Uh, when I'm out running around the marketplace, or what I call a marketplace, uh, he's in the auction and bidding up uh, old stuff that he'll never play, but he owns it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, like I said, the second biggest mistake in my life was selling my gaming stuff around the year 2000. Yeah. That's fixable, and that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> fixable, that's great. Yeah, I could, I could scratch that mistake off my list with just going to the Gen Con auction and spending exorbitant amounts of money. Yeah. Um, everybody's heard about it, but to be honest with you, I don't know how many people actually are able to participate in it. The true dungeon stuff. I yeah, mean, I've done it. You've done it, and I've I've had a walk through it in it, and it looks fantastic. But at, what is it like forty seven bucks a pop? It's, yeah. I think it's up to like That's sixty to now. As an interesting side note, um, I almost worked with the gentleman who does True Dungeon. He's from Southern Illinois. Yeah. Um, I also build props for marching band, which is very similar to the stuff that he's doing, mm-hmm. like big, you know, extravagant stuff. Unfortunately, his prep. Time is the same time of year as marching band prep time. So yeah. he was excited to have me come down. He was going to put me up and you know in a hotel and everything, but it just didn't work out. So maybe in the future after marching band's done, mm-hmm. um, it's an interesting concept. And if you haven't done it, do it once. Spend the money. Get a group of friends if you can. Even if you can't, just go. Uh, it's sort of this crossover between role playing, tabletop role playing, and live action. Well, and don't get don't get wound up in the coins because uh, you know the time I went through it. I uh, kind of got wound up in the coins because that was suggested, and I think I used one or two uh, throughout the whole thing. But it and was an experience to go through once. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it. worth spending the money to do it once just so you can say, I've done it, and you'll know right away. There's some people who go to Gen Con, all they do is through Dungeon. Thing. Right. Yeah, a friend of mine in my Mutants and Masterminds, her and uh, her whole family, her and her husband, her son, they go every year, and that's the cornerstone of their of their mm-hmm. trip. They play True Dungeon every, every as long as I've known that she's been going, that's what they do, yeah. and they love it. Um, let's talk about something that I know Greg and I have already got our, um, well, we've, we've got our plans, our maps. We've got our plan of attack. And as you know, 
you know, no plan goes according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> first contact with the enemy. The collector pin bazaar. And that's something new this year at Yeah, Gen I just Con. found out about that. Um, a lot of the merchants and vendors are going to be selling specialized pins for Gen Con. Yeah, it's dangerous. And I don't know what it's going to cost, but you can go. It's at www.pinbazaar.com forward slash pin dash bazaar dash Gen Con dash 28. go to the homepage and click on Gen Con. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this and they're also having trend pay- pin trading sessions yes and there's four pins you can only get through trading so yes. i think like the staff will have them you, you can, can also get through uh, See, uh hate, sleight of that. hand skill checks yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't do so good with trading because i have trouble parting with things yes so <laughs> yeah i'm an accumulator uh, uh greg will be the guy in the shadows as you pass by he'll be hey, taking hey, you up <laughs> Yeah, the, blackjack. There are some really cool pins on yes, that there page. Are. I'm and not I've, generally a pin guy, but I was cool like, ones. oh, there's I, a lot of them too. Yeah. There's a lot of pins. Yeah, it's, I've got some uh, that I want to get, and and I'll do and that. And we might come out with a grognard pin. We've been talking about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 maybe next year. Yep. And we did talk about open gaming. That's gonna. I, I found out the information. It's grand ballrooms five and six at the JW Marriott. Yeah, which are huge. I mean, that's yeah. where Adventures League was la- was last year. Um, lots of space there. Right. And we did touch a little bit about Entrepreneur Avenue. Uh, Entrepreneur Avenue. I cannot say enough about going to that area of the exhibit hall because that is where, as Eric said, you find some of the coolest stuff. It's the new stuff that's coming out. It's the stuff that people want to try to break into the market with. Yeah. Um, the other area of the exhibit hall that I used to neglect, but now that you know I have a relatively stable income the kids are out getting out of the house um the artist alley you know i have a game room a lot of people have game rooms you need to decorate it um you can find a lot of really good stuff and i like to support you know the artists the starving artists so to speak so it's a little easier to to drop 40 dollars on a print you know when you when you know it's going to that person and they're they're making their living doing this and they're you know they're excited about their craft so uh check that out you know you can find a lot of cool stuff there yeah cool um Jimmy, do you is that part of your you know, I, Avenue? I, the I, author I, row? I, I go down author row. There's a lot of nice people that are really willing to take uh, a lot of your Gen Con time to talk about the product. Uh, I, I find <laughs> I don't know if that was I find yeah, I, I agree I you know, agree. And, you know and, yeah. and sometimes it's hard to get away yeah uh, and, and you don't want to be rude no because it's yeah. a cool stuff but I'm not yeah. there to buy books yeah, now, some comics some uh, some trade paperbacks I'll pick up maybe yeah. once or twice but yeah. uh, sometimes you gotta just okay gotta go you just gotta be like hey man I'm living in the past I got no time right. for the present <laughs> yeah um Here's something that I think, uh, and I know, Greg, you should go to this. Um, It's a geek mixer. It's at Union Station. It's on Wednesday evening. It's called The Stink. I don't know why exactly it's called The Stink. (laughs) I have my suspicion. I thought that was like Friday night or Saturday night. It builds. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about the event. I'm talking about The Stink. (laughs) The Stink. Um, And I want to talk about that later. um, Do you need tickets for that? It is a... You do need tickets for it, um, and it is unfortunately sold out. But they will let you in after all the ticketed people are in. Say, I'm with Dean Geiken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that'll get you. That, 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 that get you ba- kicked out. That and a bag of chips will get you a bag of chips. Um, but it's a mixer, and um, it's really kind of fun. It's what we use as our our uh, our family as our intro, our our basically hitting the metal, the pedal to the metal. For Gen Con, we go there. There's all kinds of people demonstrate, not demonstrating, but you know they've got different 
tables to talk about what they're interested in. It's like local groups and things like that. And you will be able to get a special die at the fans of Gen Con <laughs> table. But it's just something fun to go to. And then directly after that, they changed the name of it. It used to be the Beer Tapping Party, but now it's called the <laughs> Georgia Street Block Party. And um, have I, any of you gone to that? I'm a Thursday uh, come lately guy, so Wednesday night is. I can see myself eventually showing up at Gen Con on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not showing up until Thursday morning. Okay, I'm actually going to be there for the first time earlier on Wednesday because where I work is about halfway between my home and Indianapolis. I drive almost an hour to work every day, so I think I might just work half the day and then have my truck loaded. We take two vehicles at Gen Con anyway. Well, the street block party is basically um, when the food trucks kind of show up, but also they tap the beer, the special Gen Con beer. Yeah, I did get some of that last year. Yeah, and that Sun was King. good stuff. It that was. was good. From Sun King Brewery. Um, and then they also have live uh, music and stuff like that. And it's just a block party, and it's a lot of fun. And there's where I meet people that I see at Gen Con every year, and they... They're kind of familiar faces, as I had said before. They're familiar faces, not necessarily names, and it's a lot of fun. So You, you know what? I'm just having a thought here. We need to have Jimmy back for our post-Gen Con because, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not spending—we're talking about getting ready for Gen Con, but he's got all kinds of great stories that yeah. I want to hear. And I don't know if we're going to have time to do it because we're getting ready for Gen Con. Yeah, it's we're getting crazy. Re- yeah, we're going to have to have him back. That's true. He brought in some uh, artifacts from early Gen Con stuff that well, he we picked think. up. Yeah, we think. We think. Um, but let's touch on a few little things here. Um, uh, you can't miss him, the balloon guy. He's always making something cool. Yeah, I did see him. Yeah. Well, the, the dragon that they put together. Yeah, that was pretty well, cool. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. And Card Hala. I do not participate in... Do, Greg is giving me this funny look. What is Card Halla? If you go on the east entrance off of Georgia Street... By the food trucks. By the food trucks. Oh, the, the big card thing there? Yes. Oh, yeah, I did see that. All these magic cards that they fold and they make these this big city, and then they at the end of the convention, they throw money at it, or people... Uh, they bid <laughs> nice. to be the first person to throw yeah, it's money. It's a charity event. It's a charity event. It's to knock it all down. But I just think it's amazing to look at. It's kind of like the miniature painting. The, the, the skill and the imagination to build these card towers is really pretty cool. Yeah, and I saw it on Saturday, and it was already pretty good size by then. Yeah. I went, I went through and uh, scattered through some of the, uh, the leftovers one time. There's not very many rares or scarces. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> for, yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know if anybody remembers Shot. original Magic. <laughs> you used to play a game, and if you lost, if you, you lost. had to fan your deck, and your opponent got to pick a card from your deck. I that, bet that, that lasted happen. about 10 minutes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, you ain't taking that, that rare card. When you use it, it got tore up. Yeah, there was another those. card you would tear it up and you would hold it like a foot above the table right. and drop it and well that was what people because it said any piece of this card that touches another card that card is destroyed right. so people would actually like talk i don't i've never seen anybody do it but that's yeah. a whole nother podcast magic yeah. that's harsh so uh i want to talk a little bit with jimmy about his experience in past gen cons and we're going to talk about that i think in a full podcast coming up but you've been going since 78 and you've been going since when it was in basically one building and such do you think gen cons lost something or is it better is it worse you know i've kind of grown with it uh 1978 it was first year at parkside the university of wisconsin and we talked about the exhibit hall how huge it is it spilled over into what used to be more gaming areas now uh and that, that first year that I went, it was literally in the basketball court uh, at University of Wisconsin. And there was room to move around. 
The whole thing was on a basketball court. The whole exhibit hall wow. was on a basketball court. Um, there was there were obviously tables, normal uh, plastic tables. Uh, I remember being three and four deep around like an Avalon Hill uh, exhibit, um, trying to get your hands on that latest box. Uh, the one that comes to mind is a Star Trek role playing game. I don't know if that was seventy eight or not, but it, you yeah, know, Star Trek role playing game that was about uh, eighty. 83, so we were still in Parkside at that time. But I remember actually getting my hands on one three deep. You know, I had to pass it kind of like a mosh pit back to me. (laughs) Nice. Uh, And, you know, and that's when things started to get a little bit crazy because uh, some people might uh, just kind of keep walking once they get three deep and get something in their hand. Uh, So they started watching that a little bit closer about that time point. But a basketball court. Uh, Now, I have another shameful Eric history. I didn't go to Gen Con back then, but I started gaming about that time. Uh, 78 was, you know, as best I can figure out was when I started gaming. My GM traveled to Gen Con in 78 or 79 um, with his dad. We were in grade school, right? Seventh, eighth grade. And uh, brought back some advertising posters. They were about 18 inches by 24 posters of the Monster Manual and the Player's Handbook and gifted them to me. You know, we were young kids. Mm-hmm. I hauled those things around forever. Uh, got Gary Gygax to sign one of them uh, nice. at one point. Sold it with the rest of my gaming I stuff. I got him to Treated. sign. I got him to, yeah. I met him at Gen Con and I got him to sign my D&D book. My yeah, DM yeah. So, uh, I didn't know it. So I did have some, some connections to Gen Con, but going back to Dean's point, you know what I, uh, you know, what, what I miss and I only... They were only involved briefly when I started going to Gen Con, but there's not an official presence by Wizards of the Coast right. at Gen Con. The no. castle's gone. Yeah, the castle's gone. Like to me, Gen Con is D and D. You know, I think I didn't even notice that. You well, you've only been going two yeah, years, he, but they used to have a very large presence, and it just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And oh, Jane, <laughs> Jane is what? Yeah, but uh, um, it. It disappeared, and I don't know what the reasoning is behind that. But anyway, um, I, uh, my understanding was they didn't find it worthwhile. They weren't they weren't touching you know as many people. Obviously, they're selling huge numbers of books, and they decided they were going to focus on other conventions. Which gotcha, yeah. You know, and they don't own Gen Con anymore. No, they don't. They one of the, one of the things that's, that's probably lost was you know part of the original group. You got Gygax. Uh, you, you know, you got the original names were at these smaller venues, probably. 2,000 people, maybe. Um, and I remember uh, Len Lakofka, I think it was, yep. uh, was actually behind the, um, the ticket booth handing out tickets yeah. uh, for, wow. for gaming events. Now, uh, have you been to Gary Khan? No. I've uh, already talked to him. He's going to be joining He's the working group. me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one of the items we have here is Fight in the Sky Society, Dawn yeah. Patrol. It's a flying World War One flying game, oldest been run at every Gen Con since Gen Con 1. If you want to see the people who were at Gen Con and some of the games that were at Gen Con from the very beginning, go to the Flight in the Sky Society. I played that at Gary Con, and the guy who made it, and the name's escaping me right now, um, it's off the tip of my tongue. But anyway, middle of the game, he walks up. How are you guys enjoying the game? Like so, you can still get that yes, interaction, you still but can. not at Gen Con. Yeah, that's well, not the one with the planes on the little. No, 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 no. That's, that's Wings of Glory or yeah. uh, and such. But no, these are little uh, cardboard chits that okay. uh, you look about. Yes, exactly. Um, real quick, Jimmy brought with him something that was sent to him from Gen Con a long time ago. We think. Yeah, so he has an it's envelope. An it's a Manila envelope, and it's 
printed, um, and it's got like a dragon on it and um, some advertising from the Dungeon Hobby Shop, which was the um, hobby shop in Lake Geneva. Which that was they sort a must-see if you went yeah, to Gen Con. Yeah, and they mailed everything out of there. And I actually, when he showed it to me, I recognized it because uh, Dragon Magazines uh, used to come in envelopes very similar. Not that envelope, but they were stylized. They had artwork on them. I subscribed to Dragon starting at about number 50, they eventually went to a, a sleeve style, which was a little depressing because I used to have a bunch of those envelopes, but I recognized the envelope uh, immediately. So this has been resealed, I guess. Well, over, I mean, I've kept it with me. When forever. did you last open it? I, I don't remember. I, you know, He doesn't it, even remember what's in it. It's, it. It has kind of opened itself, we found out, kind of walking in here, but the top flap where you normally open it has resealed itself. Yeah. Over time, just being pressed between. So books. this is going to be like an Al Capone's vault kind yeah, of moment you know, for it, gamers. It, yeah. I hope that it's not anything. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. some, so, so, okay, some compromising go. pictures of yeah. him in his youth. We're going to go ahead and open it up, um, mainly because it's Gen Con related, and we'll see what's what he found in here, and we'll take some pictures. Oh, hey, look, University of Wisconsin Parkside Kenosha. All right. That is Gen Con. What's that? Something. Seven or eight? My uh, eight. It looks like there's some Roman numerals. Uh, wow. 13, oh, 13, thirteen. I'm sorry. So, okay, so it's a. It's a <laughs> July fifteenth, ten dollar pre registration fee. Fifteen dollars. Wow. Uh, some more. So this looks like the packet that they would have sent you when you nice. either to get you to sign up for Gen Con. Now this is something I had forgotten that uh, and the an dungeon order would, form. The dungeon would send you an order form for stuff out of their. You know, back in the day, again, we're grognards, so we talk about that. It was often hard to find your gaming materials, right? I got my stuff at Walden Books because they ended up making a uh, deal with Walden Books to carry their stuff. But prior to that, you got a lot of stuff mail order. You ordered it from, from TSR in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. If you needed something, I got a lot of back issues from the Dragon that way. This is June June 1980. You can buy the Dungeons and Dragons basic set for ten bucks. Nice. That's actually pretty expensive. Get for the uh, get the Greyhawk for six bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably two or three hundred right now. Yeah, Jimmy, I'm that looking hurts. I'm looking through this, and you actually opened it up at one point, and you have your very childish handwriting in here. Um, <laughs> Has it you, changed much? <laughs> no. You have signed up for the pre-registration convention ticket for ten dollars. You have five. Get this, a total of five events for pre-registration. Your total amount enclosed, $15. (laughs) $15. And you probably, because you were like, what, 10 or so, you probably sent that cash in the envelope. (laughs) Yeah, that was was 60 video games back then, though. 1980, I would have made me ride at 17. Okay, so you were a little... I was a working man by that time. Wow. This is pretty cool. We'll post some pictures of this to the uh, Facebook page and such, but that's kind of a cool cool thing to open up. That was neat. I was, I was happy to find that last night. I knew I had it somewhere. I uh, tore my book uh, boxes apart, and just before I was ready to give up, uh, it popped up. So luck was on our side. Hey, um, we're going to try to wrap it up here and try to keep this podcast to about an hour because we all have uh, real lives we got to go to. I wanted to talk about uh, something I'm kind of excited about. Um, as a member of the press, I get to talk to some of the people who uh, – are producing games and I've got some things set up. I'm going to be talking with Ares Games uh, about the new Battlestar Galactica Starship Battle game, which is kind of like the uh, X-Wing. Oh, God, we'll never see you when that comes out. I know. Uh, my wife's like, just throw your wallet at him. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, 
Games Adults Play is a new company, and they've got some really cool stuff, and I'm going to be talking with them about some of their... Uh, they're more adult-oriented. I don't want to say, like, X-rated in that sense, but adult, like... You don't want to play these with your 13 or 14-year-old kids, okay? Um, and then I'm also going to be talking with Monolith. They're uh, kickstarting a new game, Solomon Kane. I'm a huge fan of the Robert E. Howard stuff. Conan, Robert E. Uh, 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 Solomon Kane, Red Sonja, that type of stuff. They're coming out with a new one. And then I'm also going to be doing some catch-up with their uh, uh, Legends of or Time of Legends Joan of Arc game, which I will be getting in its entirety sometime in December so I'm going to be talking about them and also I came upon this idea of making a soundtrack for Gen Con and I put it out to the fans of Gen Con Facebook page and we now sitting at 110 songs seven and a half hours of gaming related music are you going to list that on the Grognard page? I definitely will it will all be listed and released into the wild tomorrow what kind Uh-oh. of music that we get into country classic rock this is into- all this is a great thing Everybody suggested something, and it's kind of, you're in a Gen Con state of mind. I've got, like, everything from, of course, the Conan the soundtrack, Conan the Barbarian soundtrack, to Games People Play by Alan Parsons. Oh, to, yeah, uh, To kind of like uh, 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 satire-type gaming uh, songs that are related to gaming and stuff like that. And it all came I, from I the gamers. If we could set up a Spotify playlist that people could access. That'd be sort of cool. Well, that's what I did. But can other people get to it? Yeah, I'm going to oh. be able to share it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Nice. yeah. That's cool. what I'm going to be sharing. I'm sort and of a Luddite when it comes to Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be there. That How do you, you get can... your CDs into Spotify? I'm not sure. <laughs> but if you I'm have sorry. a, a the Spotify slot, I think. Yeah. If you have a Spotify uh, subscription, you'll be able to play it from top to bottom. But if nice. it's free, it'll shuffle through the entire thing, which will still be good. But the way it came out, oddly enough, and Jimmy, you know this because you're an old DJ, sometimes... Just going with the flow of music, you know, you got to get that right feel, the right flow for it. It's like serendipity. It just works the way people suggested it. And I just added the songs as people suggested it with only a slight variation. And so it's the Fans of Gen Con 2018 Spotify playlist. Cool. And so I'll be. And I just want to, you know, if anybody wants to put a face or wants to meet, uh, you know, a Grognard, uh, you know, do a search for Grognard Studios. Come towards the end of any of my workshops. Usually things are winding down. You have an idea you want to pitch for a future podcast. Feel free to stop by, you know, and uh, we'll talk and put a name to a face. And one last thing. You talked about the opening of the doors at the beginning. Greg, I really think you need to be in this. Jimmy. I'll be watching. You'll be watching from above. (laughs) I get the chance to be in the exhibit hall an hour early on Thursday, and watching that flow of humanity through those doors from the other side, you're 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 in there, and the vendors are like, "Okay, okay," you know, the, the merchants are like, "Are we ready? Are you ready? Here they go!" And then there's a countdown, and then they all flow in, and it's amazing. It's really well organized, but there is that everybody's at like, you know, double speed. To get to where they want to go they want to be the first one at that booth but it's amazing to watch i mean there's camera crews in there watching it and filming it it's really pretty cool i, I nice. would really love to see a gandalf character in cosplay up at the doors <laughs> you show not doing that. the different <laughs> versions of friend i could i could yeah. make that happen <laughs> oh yeah and, and the moment that it opens you hit the right combination yeah you shall not pass yeah yeah that would be great he could be saying you shall not pass until somebody hits the right combination so um anything else you guys want to talk oh 
you might want to try to get into this. And this is one thing I meant, wanted to mention. The films at Gen Con, there's a new film coming out. It's related to the history of Dungeons & Dragons. It's called The Eye of the Beholder, The Art of D&D, and how it has progressed over the time. And they're turning it into a, or it got turned into a full-length documentary film. So you might want to check that out. Yeah, sweet. Or at least pick it up if it's going to be for you sale. Know, I'm, I'm of two minds on that because I would love to see something like that. I don't know if I want to spend an hour and a half or two hours of Gen Con time when I could possibly see it later. It's sort of, is it worthwhile seeing it with that group that, you know, you know are going to be the hardcore dedicated people? That's why you see it at Gen Con. Right. You know, it, you have to make those decisions constantly through yes, Gen Con. Yes, you do. You There's do. the energy you, you that will have, come with that. Yeah, you have to plan your Gen Con. That's I, our biggest know, tip. you got to plan your Gen Con. The you lockdown can't. to watch Lord of the Rings is not on my things to do. <laughs> yeah, no, no. jeez. Oh, yeah. I can't, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's in the evening. So for me, it's kind of a wind down yeah, type yeah. of thing. So, all right, guys, anything else you want to mention about Jimmy? You want to bring in anything that uh, you want to talk about from, you know, your past experience at Gen Con before we wrap this up? You know, all I can say is that the intimacy uh, from the original that I was at in 1978 uh, is a little bit lost, but the people uh, are still gamers and you never see an unhappy face. Uh, the, the expanse of people has grown from just a bunch of kids and a couple of old guys like I am now. I remember being the young guy saying, what's that old guy doing there? Well, I'm the old guy now. <laughs> uh, but we're all there for the same purpose, uh, and it's something to experience. If you haven't been in Gen Con, it's something to get there and go experience and be part of. And on a similar note, be, be tolerant of other people. I yes. know, Dean, you mentioned your wife uses a scooter. She, you know, she, int- amazing story. We won't go into it now, but she nearly died a handful right. of years ago, right? She's right. made a great recovery, but she has some problems with mobility. Just remember, everyone's there to have a good time. Be a little considerate of other people if you can. Right. We're all there for the same reason. Um, If you can't quite get to where you need to go, just say, excuse me, and go around. Uh, People are very friendly, and just make it the best you can. Because if you're not having a good time at Gen Con, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You need to look in the mirror. Totally. Yeah. Oh, and if anybody sees a Kerbal as a cosplay, I don't know if you guys have played Kerbal Space Program, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I, I have to have a costume, so uh, I'm making a giant Kerbal head that I'm going to wear at Gen nice. Con. So that nice. would be me as well. I can't imagine there's going to be any more Kerbals there. Okay, well, um, you never know. Yeah, before we go out, I'm going to have Greg give all the the contact information, but at the end of that, we're going to have a little bit of box text that was in, uh, that I took some inspiration from Jimmy's experience at. Gen Con in the past, and then that's how we're going to take it out. So, Greg, take it away. Okay, well, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, find out what we're up to, and give us your suggestions. We are on Facebook. Uh, we are the Grognards. Uh, if you want to tweet us, go at tgrognards. And on Instagram, we are the underscore grognards. And we always take uh, email at gamers at thegrognards.com. So um, I think we're going to take a pass on our DM Guild, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. sort of had a lot of time, stuff to cover. Um, we're actually going to be uh, working in a new segment, so we might start alternating DMs Guild. Um, but, well, you know what? Maybe we can do it. There's a new product out there called Rats of Waterdeep. Um, I started running it. And uh, it's a Guild Adept Adventure. So it f- plays into Adventures League. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Forget the price, but uh, it's an interesting uh, adventure, six-part, sort of the intro to season 
eight for Adventures League. Um, so if you are looking to get into Adventures League, uh, there's a, you can either run it or you can try to find a group that's run it, but it takes place in Waterdeep uh, and Forgotten Realms, which I'm not a fan of because I'm a Greyhawk guy. But um, it just came out. If you uh, want, if you run Adventures League, you can pick it up on DMs Guild. Um, pretty decent adventure. Uh, it's made into short, sort of one-hour missions, so you can do it over a couple days, which is what I'm doing because I'm running it again tonight for the second half. Um, so Rats of Waterdeep, uh, check it out on DMs Guild. All right. Well, thank you very much. And I also want to thank Jimmy McGuire for coming in and being our very first guest here on the Grognards. I'm sure we'll have you back for post Gen Con, or maybe even. History of Gen Con podcast. History of D&D. History of D&D. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks a lot for coming. Yeah. So uh, for the Grognards, I'm Dean Geiken. I'm Eric Hawley. And I'm Greg Ziegler. And who are you? The honorary Grognard, Jimmy McGuire. And now, as in any Dungeons & Dragons adventure, you have to sit through the box text as we prepare you for your adventure at Gen Con. After months of preparation, you are ready to set out on the long road to your destination. You have thought of everything, or at least you hope you have. Your backpack is laden with those items that you deem necessary to help you survive and complete this adventure. From rations to quill and paper, you don traveler's clothing and set out for the land of Genconia. You arrive in the bustling town with hopes that the inn that you are staying at has your room ready as the journey was long and arduous. Many a tavern, pub, and eatery beckon to your empty belly and thirst, but you must hold off. For you possess a most valuable item, and with it, you will gain entrance into the great halls of adventure, where many others will join you on your quest. Some are here for riches and goods to be bought and sold. Others are here for information. Some are simply here to spend four full days doing nothing more than experiencing the wonderful sights and sounds, or trying their hands at games of chance. There must be a spell laid upon this place as time seems to go by so fast that four days passes as two. You waste no time. You have a plan. Your adventure awaits you. You have prepared. You have trained. You possess secret passes and codes that will allow you into rooms of wonder and amazement, but there are hidden dangers and traps. You stand before the gates of the great halls of adventure. Many have arrived before you. You crowd toward the front as best you can. Hopefully, your dexterity can keep you from being knocked down. Your wisdom and intelligence will guide you through to finding what you seek, and your strength and constitution will allow you to persevere while others succumb to exhaustion, sleep spells, or the occasional stinking cloud. As the time nears to when the gates will open, excitement builds among your fellow adventurers. At some point, an adventurer begins a countdown, thinking it might be the key to having the doors open, but you know better. The gatekeepers are immune to such mind tricks. Only the correct time along with your coveted pass will allow you entrance into the great halls of adventure. The time has come, the gates open. As if a human tidal wave spell has been cast upon the crowd, you all spill and flow into the great halls. After such a long time of waiting, planning and traveling, you are finally here. You set out on your individual adventure. It is more than you can imagine. Clothiers, armorers, Gems, magic, scrolls, games of chance, and tomes of wizardry abound. Many a hawker tries to entice you into their booth to sample their wares. A magic mouth can oftentimes be heard in the halls, but rarely is it understood. 
Oftentimes you match wits with a riddle master for a magic ribbon to bestow additional intelligence. Or you may even have to do battle with an illusionist that transports you into another true dungeon and to fight off the fear that he tries to invoke upon your befuddled mind by putting you into a more fearsome environment. You hope you brought enough gold pieces to pay the price of much of what you seek. You refer to your map often as this is a true catacomb. Many a fellow or adventurer will fall to a sleep spell. Some won't have the constitution or the charisma that you have to take you to the next level. They will fail and fall, but you will not. Tightening your backpack higher on your shoulders, you set off. Your adventure is just beginning.